and welcome to a special bonus episode of It's a Musical Podcast, the podcast show where I will just watch anything that's related to musicals and Danny's here for the ride. I think we should be renaming this one It's an All-Star Musical Podcast. Yeah. Because it is full of stars. Mm-hmm. Would we watch this if John Barrowman and Elaine Page were not featured? Probably yes. Yeah, probably. But it definitely sweetens the deal. A hundred percent. So this is a UK-based TV show. I was under the impression this was going to be a full series, but yeah. this was a one and done. Well, you convinced me this was going to be a series. Because no, I... I thought it was a, just a one-night-only thing, and you were like, no, no, it's a series. I'm sure I've seen that it's a series. Well, because I thought it was going to be like each week a celebrity gets voted off. Like Mars Singer. Like Mars Singer. Like so, some of the celebrities we are going to discuss today for our listeners in different territories, mm-hmm. you're going to have no idea who we're talking about. And funnily enough, I had no idea who we were talking about most of the time. This isn't, spoiler alert, Kermit the Frog on the Marsinger US. That's the best thing that Kermit the Frog has ever done. Yeah. This is a case of some very, very... British celebrities, but also like... I didn't know who a couple of them were. Yeah, I didn't know who a couple of them were. But we will talk about that as the show goes on. Not because they're not famous, but because they're they're in things that we don't watch. Yeah, they're not on our radar. Yeah. We do have a fantastic judging panel. So Mm -hmm. John Barrowman is our host. Mm -hmm. He is Corny Collins. He'd be a great Corny Collins. We've said it before on the show, like he would Mm -hmm. be an amazing Corny Collins. And we, of course, have... The queen of musicals herself, Miss Elaine Page. Yep. And when he introduced Elaine Page at the start of the show, they showed a picture of when she and John Barrowman were in Sunset Boulevard together. Yes. And it's the best, most, like, 80s looking picture I've ever seen. Oh, it's great. And since this aired, they've announced they are going to be doing something together. And I immediately registered my interest for... Like, tell me more, tell me more. How much dough will I spend to see them a lot? So much. Are you kidding? Appreciate my Grease reference. I do appreciate your Grease reference, Danny. So, we have these two fantastic talents. We also have Samantha Barks. Yes, who who also linked to John Barrowman was on uh, the British. What do you call it? What would you call it? It was a reality TV Game show. show. <laughs> it was a reality show. It was a, co- a competition to be the next um, Nancy. Nancy. Yeah, in... So it's I'd Do Anything. Oliver. Yeah, which was run by Andrew Lloyd Webber and John Barrowman was one of the judges, but also he helped train the singers. Yeah, he was like a mentor. And Samantha Barks came second on that show. Yes, and she's gone on to... Perhaps Sky be one rocket. of the best yeah. things about the Les Mis film. Mm-hmm. That's one of my notes is she is the highlight of Les Mis for me. I Absolutely. love Eponine and I think she nails Eponine. Yeah. And we also have Trevor Dion Nicholas. Yes, we do. Who I saw in Aladdin and I'm who is a ridiculously pretty certain performer. he was the genie I saw as well. Yeah. And he has been in Hamilton in the UK as well. So we do have a fantastic judging panel oh, yeah. for this show. It's However, amazing. I think they get it wrong, but we will talk about that as this yes. 
as this show progresses. As it is always want to be, we don't agree with the judging so of shows. The way this show worked is we have seven celebrities and they are each going to perform a musical theatre number and they mm. are going to get judged by Elaine Page, Trevor Dion Nichols and Samantha Barks. Yes. And this show was on over a year ago. Yes. Nearly two years ago. Yeah, there was like a 2019 version. Yeah, and I think what would have been the 2020 version was actually cancelled or pushed back because of lockdown. But the way that it worked on the original one, because you didn't watch it, did you? It was a one-off again, yeah. Yeah, it was a one-off, one-night theatre, let's raise money for theatre project. And they had all these amazing uh, ensemble actors who were all working West End actors who are just so much better than the celebrities that are on the show. And it's not in an unfortunate way, but it just makes them look incredible. And and the fact that this is in support of these actors and getting them back on the stage and letting us have something creative during this time of very little theatre... Is amazing, which yeah. is why we wanted to support this and make it a personal. Yeah, there's been a lot of criticism on, on Twitter that here's ITV putting on, you know, political analysts. But, like, actually, I think they've done a good job raising the platform and they have properly credited the ensemble actors as well, yeah. which is phenomenal. It's given people a chance to work and it's raised mm-hmm. a spotlight on, on the trouble theatre is facing. Yeah. Which I think is very, very important. And this does come across as a real love letter. Mm-hmm. So we're instantly greeted with, you know, a montage of different uh, theatre characters yes, showing up to give the invites to this show. Think a Smash Direct for Super Smash Bros where they get their invites that they are going to be in Smash Brothers, but given to you by Mary Poppins or yeah. off-brand Phantom of the Opera. Oh my god. Yeah, so this is the first thing I'll say. These are not the stage costumes. No. And there are varying degrees of costume going on. Some of them look great. Some of them look incredible. Some of them look like you nipped into like ASOS to yeah. pick up your costume. And some of them look like you went to the dollar store to get your nun outfit. Yeah, I mean, Halloween. the one that was worse for me was the Phantom because it just looked slightly off it's like it's like they didn't get permission to use phantom yeah which considering andrew lloyd webber does show up on this show is a little bit weird so you've got mary poppins you've got uh frenchie you have the phantom all of these different characters come and they give our celebrities yeah their invite to this show Mm -hmm. and we then have the opening number which is appropriately you can't stop the beat. Yes, I think, which is hilarious. Yeah, and I think it is really appropriate given what everything is like at the moment. It's like, you can't stop us. Mm-hmm. It is very, very jarring to see Elphaba singing You Can't Stop the Beat. Yeah, especially considering she's with Dolores from Sister Act. Yep. Obviously, you said there's Frenchie, but we've also got some of the guys from Hamilton in yep. their costumes. Um, somebody in a blue school uniform, which I'm assuming is supposed to be everybody's talking about Jamie. Yeah. Who else did there I was see? definitely a Mormon. There was definitely a Mormon, which was hilarious. Yes. And then there it's just a bunch of great actors. One of them was a fan dancer. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out what musical that's from, but I can only think of um 
Moulin Rouge. Yeah. And on the backdrop, you have a digital display. We know how much I love a digital display, but it has all the names of these different shows. You know, even shows that aren't necessarily running right now. So I saw a Shrek the Musical, for instance. I think you know, it was everything that's been on in the West End. Yeah, and it's just amazing. There was definitely a, a Technicolor Dreamcoat as well. Yes, um, which another one that I was like, why didn't we do Joseph? Andrew Lloyd Webber is backstage. Yeah. <laughs> the, we'll talk about this as we go on, but the musicals they actually used to perform are very weird considering it's, it's such an interesting group it is oh yeah i could probably write an essay about this because we have some fantastic musicals referenced here but we're not going to see them referenced again they are here in this opening number as they sing mm-hmm. you can't stop the beat and john barrowman comes up with a beautiful gorgeous suit yeah and takes it and finishes off the song on a high mm-hmm. he is fantastic he's so great and i love his white hair now as well oh he is so handsome i i adore him yeah we see the set the socially distanced orchestra pit is excellent you mm-hmm. know they have a, a a band there yeah it's great we meet the judges and <laughs> elaine page starts off by being really cute saying yeah i've been in a few musicals i love her giggle yeah i say this every time so if you follow us on twitter you will have seen that i live tweeted while we were watching this and one of the things that i say over and over again is that every time elaine page giggles i just it just makes my day i think the thing is she always comes across so composed Mm -hmm. you know and you hear her sing and she's so beautiful and her voice is just amazing and then she has just this really common gremlin giggle. She's so And it's great. so endearing. And I think it's this, It's like the sound of my childhood. Like yeah. every Sunday I would go for ice skating lessons. Yes. And I'd go from ice skating to swimming. And on the way home, Elaine Page would be on. And just her giggle is like yeah. my entire life. <laughs> we are reminded that Samantha Barks is going to be Elsa. Which is amazing because yeah. we are going to be seeing Elsa. And Frozen, when it opens, we have tickets for opening night in August, which mm-hmm. amazing. That will be a episode, I'm sure, in yeah, August. Definitely. Supposed to be April 2nd. Obviously, unfortunately, it has been delayed, but I I, I can't wait to see Frozen. Me too. I know, I know a lot of things about the changes that they made to the stage yeah. show, and I'm very excited. I'm also very intrigued, and we'll talk about this inevitably when we cover Frozen, but I'm intrigued to see what Frozen 2 and adding, you know, a few songs or like you know an extra hour has done to frozen mm-hmm. so we meet our first celebrity yes judge rinder yes do you know judge rinder yeah i do because i <laughs> i used to watch judge rinder i will unabashedly say this actually i would put judge rinder on when i was trying to study yes because you don't really need to pay that much attention and when you do pay attention, it's all just yeah. sort of quite funny things. So Judge Rinder, I believe, was on Strictly Come Dancing a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, and he was pretty good yes. too. For non-British listeners, just imagine Judge Judy whilst we're talking about Judge Rinder. Yeah, because a very fabulous gay man. Yeah, a very fabulous gay man, yes. Mm-hmm. And just imagine we are talking, you know, imagining Judge Judy as we talk about because that's the closest comparison. That's what they do. Yeah, basically, he's a, a TV judge. Now, I I did say I didn't know what song he was going to be doing at this point in time. I thought, well, his day to day, he he wears a robe. Just give him a phantom mask, and that's it. That'd like, be easy. Yeah, exactly. He he can be the phantom. Or he could have been a nun. 
But he is going to be performing Lumiere in Be Our Guest. Yeah, and so this is another really weird thing that they did with this show. Yes. While they were showing scenes of uh, whichever celebrity it was uh, getting ready in rehearsal and them talking about, oh, I've never done a musical theatre song, yes. song before and I'm nervous, they would play a completely different musical theatre song to the one they were going yeah. to perform underneath them talking. Like, from a completely different show. So it was just impossible to guess what song they were going to do yeah. until they said it. We did get a really good insight into, you know, his mind of how he's going to bring Lumiere to life. We get the quote, he's a head butler who has become a candlestick. Mm -hmm. So that's some excellent characterization going on there. You know, very method. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not. I just loved it. I love the way he was like, if anyone has never heard of Beauty and the Beast, this is who my character is. This is what I'm being. And it's like he, and it's just the way he said it, like it was completely normal. It's like, yes, he's a head <laughs> butler and he has become a candlestick. Yeah. And I just thought that was really funny. Yeah. We also have Elaine Page mentoring each of our celebrities. So she is there. She's offering advice into their vocal performance and mm -hmm. kind of saying, you're too restrained or you're actually pushing yourself too hard. She's a fantastic mentor. She's so cute. And she is very reassuring. Yeah. You know, Judge Rinder looks incredibly nervous. This mm -hmm. whole show, he looks like he's on the verge of crying. Yeah. He's very nervous. And I like that. I'm endeared to him because he clearly cares. This isn't like a cash grab thing for him. He clearly... No, it is... seems like he really cared to be here. Yeah. Like he felt honoured to be here. Mm -hmm. So I like him instantly just because... You know, he's not being this tough judge type character. He's opened up and been like, yeah, I'm nervous. I've never done anything like this before, but I'm honoured to be here. Your yeah. honour. Yeah, because he's not, he's not so much fun when he's on Judge Rinder. Yes. Because he's got a very closed off personality on that. Because obviously he's working, yes. I guess, is the best way to look at it. But when you see him on other things and when he's being interviewed, he's just a very open, emotional person. Yeah. And it came across a lot on this. Yes. We then get my other favourite thing that they did with this. Yes, I was just about to mention. Which is that we get to see backstage things. Yes. And them rehearsing. And he goes to rehearse with the ensemble that he's got with him. And doing all their dancing and everything. Oh, it was so nice. And they also have an amazing choreographer mm -hmm. in Bill Dima. Yeah. A hell of a coup. Mm -hmm. You know, they really have thought about how to make this show as excellent yeah. as they could. Pulled out all the stops for this. Yeah, they've, you've got an amazing choreographer to help mentor these celebrities. Mm -hmm. You've also got an amazing vocalist in Elaine Page. Mm -hmm. They really are giving them all the opportunity. I know. And as I was going through and tweeting, I kept saying, this is so exciting. This is completely exciting. Yeah. But, and I I'm, I think I sound really sarcastic. No, you, you, we were having a great time for the hour and a half this was on. Oh, yeah. So our first song, our first contestant is Judge Rinder. And mm. he sings Be Our Guest. His costume is okay. He has very creepy the flame gloves. hands. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, it's very Rumpelstiltskin from Once Upon a Time. And as a result, he never comes across like like Lumiere. It's almost like he's quite sinister leading yeah. Belle in her mustard dress and mustard shirt. Because she's yeah. got this weird oh, mustard colour shirt. It's off-ground Belle. It is. Belle. And it, the rest of the ensemble, their costumes all look very weird. So you've got, obviously, you've got giant spoons, which is excellent. You've got cavalier 
costumed men. But the problem was they all looked, looked like, like Gaston. Right. They they look like they're wearing Gaston coats. And they're all holding giant spoons, which first of all... Love a giant spoon. love a giant spoon. And brown ponytails with red ribbons in. So yeah. they kind of have... I mean, Gaston Belle and Gaston hair. have the same hair. Yeah. But... <laughs> hot take. Belle and Gaston have the same hair. But... So you have them... Then you had some Feather Duster girls who looked amazing. Mm. Those costumes were great. Those are the best costumes in this section, yeah. Yeah. Then we had some dancing girls who I would assume were like the napkins. Yes. And then they were holding like plates and things. And they looked in place. And then there were two girls in what looked to be 50s diner waitress costumes. And I could not for the life of me figure out how they fit in with the rest yeah. of them. And so that was really weird and interesting. And I know obviously nothing is open. We had to get costumes from where we could, donations from other shows and things. But it's it's just super interesting. Yeah. But Judge Rinder looked great. Yeah. His costume, his bedazzled gold suit, like tailcoat and his creepy gloves... Yeah, he, he actually looked really good. He looked good. like Lumia. And, you know, he is holding his arms up the whole time. Yeah, and it never occurred to me before how difficult that must yeah. be. Yeah, his voice, I think, is really good. I think the way he sings was really good. Mm-hmm. And I will say credit to him. I personally felt he held the accent better than Ewan McGregor did. I actually think he did a really good job kind of maintaining the French accent. I'm going to say I didn't notice. And isn't that great? You didn't notice because it didn't sound like he was putting on an accent. That's how good he was. Yeah, I didn't even think of it. Yeah, exactly. That's how good it was. Now, here's what I didn't like about his performance. Isn't Ewan McGregor married to a French lady? He was. He famously left her for Ramona Flowers. They met on the set of Fargo. Now, this is is where I I kind of have to start critiquing Judge Rinder. Vocally fantastic yeah and i think he's done a really good job however his physical performance is not very good he's very rooted to the spot lumiere should be this host he's having fun Mm -hmm. he's sexy he is a sexy candlestick and judge render mentioned i love that we keep calling him judge render instead of he's called robbie yeah robert render he mentioned in his practice in his demo video beforehand i don't know what else to call that he was really nervous about the vocals that's what he was the most worried about he wasn't actually that concerned with his physical performance because he just wanted to get the singing right yes which is fair oh yeah and i I agree but as a result of focusing so much on that he is too within himself he doesn't look like he's having fun Mm -hmm. he looks terrified Mm -hmm. and for me that brings his performance down yes quite considerably Uh personally he is not a musical theater person no for somebody who is not in musical theater has no formal training he did a fantastic job here to have a good time he did such a good job i'm i'm kind of using the metric i would for kids if i was directing a school show who aren't trained performers but have a interest and want to want to try something new yeah and i would critique them and say well actually at the moment we're not looking like we're enjoying ourselves. Where's the smile? Where's the personality? Mm -hmm. That's what he's missing from this. Yeah. So the metric that this show uses is that they give them a score out of 10 and then they add the score together. Out of 10 stars. 
I gave him six out of ten stars. I think vocally was good. I just think personality was missing something. So I would agree with that. I, I can't fault his passion though. You know, no. he really, really was having a great time and seemed to want to do something fantastic. Mm-hmm. So our judges, we, we go over to them and Elaine Page says he has pristine vocals and she says he was guilty of an excellent performance. That's adorable. I love her so much. And yeah. then she did her giggle and I died. And as any normal person would mm-hmm. about hearing such praise from Elaine Page, he starts crying. Mm-hmm. I it's, would cry. Elaine Page yeah. could say hello to me and I would cry. Yeah, if I... I, I think it's really cute. He's got somebody he clearly knows and looks up to praising him. I think yeah. that's awesome. What score did you give him out of curiosity? I agreed with you. I thought six. Okay. So Judge Rinder gets a perfect score yeah. from the judges. Ten from each judge. Ten from each judge. Now, I feel like that's it, you know. It's just stop the show. Right. Here's my issue. This was not live. No. The show was pre-recorded with a live audience, which means they had the option to edit this. Yes. And having the person who gets a perfect score perform first is a terrible idea. Yeah, because from there you just know that no one's going to win or we're going to end up with a draw. Right. Halfway through the show, they announced that the audience would also get to vote. But not knowing that at the start was kind of an issue. Yeah. And so we went into this and hearing that he got perfect score, thinking... Well, that's it. Well, that's that then. And if it was going to be, okay, him and another performer got a perfect score, we're going to have a sing-off. I'm on board for that. But they didn't. No. Our next contestant... Yeah. Is Barney Walsh. Now, all I know about Barney Walsh is his dad is Bradley Walsh. I really want to watch. They promote his show. Yeah, they have like a they travel show, kind of travels with my father, Jack Whitehall. Yeah, except he tries to kill his dad off yeah. in, in his version. I know that Bradley Walsh is a good singer. Yep. A fantastic singer, fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about Barney Walsh, but mm-hmm. in my mind right now, I'm thinking, well, he's got to be quite good then. Because he would have grown up around this kind of world. Yeah. And if he's got a dad who can sing, he obviously you don't, you're not born a good singer. Mm-hmm. However, genetics can potentially play that part in yeah. it. Yeah. You've got, but it takes training on top. Of oh yeah, exactly. But he's got a good advantage on everyone else. I dig his vibe. I don't know who he is, but we see him in his his vignette, and he's got this really awesome yellow plaid jacket, and he just seems really cool and humble. You know, I, I liked him. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know him. Oh yeah, he just seems like a nice dude. Yeah. It's great. I don't know anything about him either, but other than that, he's Bradley Walsh's son. And uh, seeing him do this made me more inclined to watch his show. Yeah. Oh, agreed. And this is the perfect thing, you know, why most celebrities it's would do this show. a little bit of show. advertising for him. Now, he's doing a song from a show I'm not familiar with. And I think instantly that might be in his favour. Obviously, I am a big fan of Beauty and the Beast, so... Judge Rinder is kind of up against, up against it. Mm-hmm. He is doing Flashbang Wallop from Half a Sixpence. Yes. What do you know about this musical? Literally nothing. Okay. But it looks like it's British and set at the beach. Yeah, kind of. So like Brighton area. Essentially. So. Yeah. But so it's about a Cockney lad who 
is an apprentice in a tailor shop. Yep. And he finds out that he's suddenly come into a great deal of money for mm -hmm. the time that it is set in. And he's now a gentleman, cool. essentially. And he has to learn to be a gentleman. So it's My Fair Lady, but with a with a man. Yeah, except he doesn't have a Henry Higgins. It's mostly just him trying to figure it out on his own. Which he's is Henry Higgins and Eliza Doolittle at the same time. Yeah. Cool. And this song is from the wedding at the end. And they talk about how... At every historical wedding event, there's always been a cameraman there to take the picture. Okay, cool. And that's sort of the joke. So I think the costumes are great in this sequence. Oh, they're so nice. Do you notice that compared to the focus on Judge Rinder, Barney Walsh is kind of just quickly passed by? Yeah. It didn't feel like he got as much kind of focus, interestingly. I don't know whether it was just because he came across as very confident the whole time. Yeah, possibly. And they weren't as worried about him, maybe. Now, he has a lot more character. He's having a lot more fun. His dancing is great. Mm -hmm. This His song's a comedy number. Yeah. His singing's great. I, I had a great time watching this one. Um, mm -hmm. I said the dancing's where I'd really fall to because he looks like he's keeping up with the ensemble. The ensemble make it look easy, and that's what they should do. Yeah. I and do... the ensemble look like they're having a good time. This is actually... Yeah. There's a few numbers in this show where the song that they've chosen heavily features another performer. Yeah. So we had Be Our Guest first and they had a girl dressed as Belle. Yes. Who was great and she did her dancing. It was lovely. And then in this song, this song actually features three actors. Yes. So we have him as Arthur Kipps. Then Arthur Kipps is bride yep. in that scene. She has name, but... For the purposes of this, the bride in that scene yeah. and the photographer. Yeah. And they're great. Yeah. Those ensemble members are so funny. Oh, yeah. I loved this one. I do feel that the song should get faster. And I don't know if that's... Uh, it does. Uh, cool. Okay. So it looked like this This felt like it missed a tempo increase. Mm -hmm. But was a fun number. Yeah. And I, I want you to listen to the actual song because yeah. it's so good. Oh, no, I, I actually know the, the song. I've heard it before. Mm. So I I kind of have an idea. This is a song that me and my mum sing yes. all the time. I think I've heard it at the problems. Yeah, before. yeah, yeah. What was your score for this one? I gave him a nine. I gave him an eight. Ooh. Just because I felt there was more personality. I felt like he was having fun out there and I think the vocals were good. I just felt like it was the one note the whole time. It didn't pick up the pace. It kind of just felt the same. Mm -hmm. I liked that he had good interaction with the ensemble when he was dancing with them. Yes. They were all in tandem and he was funny. And it's supposed to be a funny number. I think he would make a very good Arthur Kiss. Oh, I could see it, yeah. 100%. Mm -hmm. We learned that as a mentor, Elaine gave some really good advice because he was struggling with kind of controlling breath. Mm -hmm. She told him, practice your song while running. And that's great advice. Yeah, he, she made him run on the spot while he practiced. Yeah, I think that's really good because that will help control your breathing when you are out of breath on such a tempo. Mm -hmm. I'm in line with Trevor. Who gave him 8 out of 10. Yep. You're in line with Elaine and Samantha, who gave him 9. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm at this point kind of frustrated because I do think his was a better performance. I'm, you know, I wonder how he's been dropped down. Have they, have they judged it based on where their confidence was going into this? So are they looking at the kind of, well, he was very confident. So he hasn't done much. And Judge Rinder wasn't very confident. So what he's done was great. I'd like to know, are they treating them all from the same starting point? That's super interesting to think about. Yeah. 
Mm. How much does prior knowledge and prior personality kind of have an impact here? I would imagine that Samantha Barks and Trevor Dion Nichols aren't seeing the little scenes that we're seeing, but Elaine Page was there. Yeah. So maybe she's telling them about it. Possibly. I don't know. But it does feel very unfair because I do think this was a better performance. Yeah, I agree. And a faster song. Yes. Our next celebrity is one who people might know across the pond. Mm -hmm. Is Jessica Hines of Spaced fame. Uh, She has shown up in Shaun of the Dead, which is excellent. Yeah. She's other Shaun. Yes, because she is. obviously she plays against Simon Pegg in Spaced. She's also, and I know this, a good singer because she sings in Nativity too. Yes, she does. Oh my god, I didn't even put the connection together yeah. that that's her. So that's she awesome. does have an advantage going in. Mm-hmm. I feel yes, yeah, she has an advantage at this point. Yeah, because she's an actor and a singer. Maybe not a singer in the traditional musical theatre way. She has yeah. an advantage. Super interestingly, now that you've mentioned that, the song that she sings in Nativity 2 is a soprano song. Yes. And the song that she's about to sing here is decidedly not. Yes, I I think she plays an uh, uh, opera. Operetta. Operetta push. Yeah. Yeah, but it's very much a parody of shows, you know, like that. Like this, actually. Yeah. And she sings, oh, holy night. Very, very in that style. Yeah. I feel like we watch Elaine Page more hands-on with her. And she, watching her direct is amazing. She's she's giving her an idea of how to do things and she's very hands-on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe Elaine is like, well, she does this professionally, so I can do this professionally. Like, good mentor. She knows yeah. the prior kind of learning of her student and is building on it. That's true. And she probably, because, again, she has previous singing knowledge, Yes, she's probably using more technical yes oh it's to talk to her about it now she is doing a song that i'm familiar with from mm-hmm. one of our five star musicals she is singing when you're good to mama from chicago yes indeed and she gives off this demeanor instantly like she's here to win yeah and she looks amazing oh my god the costume they put her in i want yeah. that suit her hair looks amazing. Her makeup looks good. She's standing there very kind of stern looking. You have a really nice backdrop of the, uh, the cell block tango. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they said to her in her rehearsal was that she needed to stop moving. Yes. Because she she they showed that she was going on these little walks while she was singing, yeah. which is really funny. The other thing was about raising her arms all the way up, that they kept bringing them up to above her head. Yeah, there's a great parody musical theatre song called What Do I Do With My Arms? And it's about how the person who invented the Eponine arms... Yes. Where you stand and you hold your arms, yeah. but you're like holding your shoulders. She did that because she didn't know what to do with her arms when she's on stage on her own. Yes. Because when you're on stage with other people, you can gesture towards them. Yes. But when you're on your own, you can only gesture towards now, yourself. I do think Jessica Hines needed to see that song because she did not know she what to do. She did not know what to do no, with her arms. Because her arms remain at elbow level the entire time. Yeah. Kind of out like a T. And she's just standing, when you're good to mama. Mama's good to you. And she moves and she puts her arms back out. And I just kept watching to see what she was doing with her arms. And they just stayed out at her elbows. Mm -hmm. It is funny, isn't it? She is the first performer thus far to sing 
without a backup. She has other people there with her. That's true. But she hasn't got anyone else singing with her at this point. No. She does the majority of the song as a solo. Obviously, yes. the song is a solo. Yeah, but... But she has the ensemble dancers who are dressed as the cell block chicks. And, yeah, she really held her own with this one. Especially yeah. because it is this is a low song. Yes, and I think she did a fantastic job with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, she does forget her lines at one point and she smiles and laughs it off and just keeps going. Yep. Ever the professional. Mm-hmm. I thought she was vocally amazing. Great character, but kind of weird performance. Yeah. Um, the final note was amazing yes that was nice i was very impressed with um that. i gave her a seven out of ten yeah she said to john barrowman mm-hmm. you know because he, he comes like how was that and she said it was like riding a roller coaster she wants to do it again Aww. really cute and, and every celebrity has done this is like oh this is an amazing experience i love doing this. i was nervous but and even she was you know professional actor but still quite nervous doing this yeah Samantha Barks is right. The vocals were superb. You get amazing feedback from Elaine Page. You could play this part. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> That's as uh, glowing an endorsement as you're Page ever going to get. So, yeah. And she also gets a perfect score. Yeah. So I'm wondering now, will Judge Rinder head the case against Bradley Walsh getting lower than both of them? Because I'd like to take this to a criminal court, please. <laughs> because he's he was... He just did so much more. And coming from no expectations as well. Yeah. Like the dancing. He felt like I was what... His was the one I felt was most like watching a musical theatre performance. And that's what I'm here for. That's exactly. what we were told we were getting. It's weird that they've been penalised for a more musical theatre performance, isn't it? So we've got two joints at the top. Is this going to be a sing-off? No, because this is when we learn that the audience will also vote. Mm-hmm. So kind of throw that in there. It, do you know what should be illegal? John Barrowman always looking so handsome. <laughs> is that all you could think about? Oh, yeah, like whenever he's on, all I can think about is how handsome that man is. There's no reason why I got all flustered when I met him at LFCC, because he just looks so good. I headbutted him in the stomach when I was 14. He told me he liked my tote bag, which was the doctor on the Death Star. And I was just like, do you want it? (laughs) You can have it. Take whatever you want. (laughs) I love that man. So our next contestant is Dr. Raj Singh. Yeah. And he's a TV doctor for This Morning, which is a morning talk show. Yeah. I I don't know. I I would assume, given the fact his name is Doctor, he is a professionally trained doctor. I have literally never seen this man before. Never seen him. Never heard (laughs) of him. I am not awake early enough in the morning to watch breakfast TV. He is doing Moulin Rouge. And he is doing Come What May. And he says that this is a song that his character sings to get over the loss of his dead girlfriend. No, 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 no. This is the song him and his alive girlfriend sing so that they know they're thinking of each other. Right, here's something super interesting. When he said that, I started thinking way too hard about Moulin Rouge. Because the context of Moulin Rouge is that we are introduced to the world that he's in. We are shown that he's writing Moulin Rouge. 
the film happens and then at the end we go back to him writing Moulin Rouge and then the film ends. Yes. So it's bookended. So we know that everything in the middle is fictional. So actually he wrote that song to get over her and he wrote that song for her after she was dead. I guess. <laughs> and none of that is true, obviously. I've never thought of that. I always thought it was him writing his autobiography about what actually no, happened. He writes the film Moulin Rouge at the end. Yeah, but I just thought it was like him just writing like in his diary. No. That's really he's interesting. An author at the end, so yeah. like there probably wasn't a big spectacular spectacular show. It probably she probably was never was. that good. And she was never that beautiful. Yeah. Like, you know. She wasn't Nicole Kidman. No. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That is, okay, so maybe Dr. Raj got it right. Yep. Right, so he is doing what I know to be a duet song. Yeah. Because in the film, both Ewan McGregor and Nicole Kidman sing this. Yeah, even the finale version of it, where it's right at the end, is both of them. Yes. However, in the stage show, there is a solo version okay. of it. So I'm thinking at this point, will someone come sing with him? Or is this going to become that would have been nice. all on his own? And to his credit, he is the first performer to go out completely on his own. No ensemble dancers, no one else on the stage, and mm-hmm. do this. And he is not a confident singer. His uh, VT has said how nervous he is. Yeah, and it's so interesting that he was so nervous because he has such a sweet, sort of pure voice. Yes. In a in a teenager in a, kind yeah. of way, you know? His performance and his singing is not the best we've seen on this show so far. No, but, but oh I my God. But I don't care. I we was had so, emotions. Yeah, this. this is it. Like, the performance was so raw. Like, you mm. know... I, I loved he watching. meant it. Yeah, I you know, loved watching every, every second. Every single word that he was saying, he meant. And yeah. it was just like, oh my God, this is so interesting. Yeah, this is, he's really trying. He was really going for it. It was cute. It was charming. It was so charming. And this was a big ask for somebody to be so anxious and go out there and for do somebody this on their own. whose job is to talk facts. Yes. And not be fantastical at all. Yeah. This was so... Like fairy tale esque. Yeah. And oh my god, I know I haven't said anything about the sets yet, but so far the sets yeah. for this have been amazing. This one was the best one so oh, far. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh my god, the I'm, right. You love a digital background. Yes. I don't. But this one was, was gorgeous. The way they used it for this, so nice. Yeah. And and as he finishes his performance and he speaks with John Barrowman, he says this is the single most terrific yet terrifying moment of my life. Mm-hmm. I get that. I absolutely get that one. And I'm just thinking there's no ensemble here. Someone needs to praise him for this. Yeah. I gave him a 7 out of 10 just because it was it was so beautiful. It was so cute, so charming. Um, vocally, it wasn't there, but I think he had more performance than Jessica Hines had, who I've given the same score to. Mm. So what did you give him? I gave him a seven as well. Nice. I like it when we're... When we agree, yeah. When we agree. Well, we've agreed on three so far. Yeah. Trevor's a very fair judge. He says there's genuine beauty to his performance. Yeah, which I agree with. Yeah. And Elaine Page says he sang from his heart and it was truthful. And I think that's the most important thing, really. Mm. Is if if you can make us believe... That you are in the pain that this song yeah. represents, like oh wow. yeah, definitely he channeled something that he probably never knew was inside him. No, and one of my favorite things is Elaine Page asked him if he was single. Yes, <laughs> and he was like, "Yes, I am." <laughs> awesome. So Trevor gives him a score 
of nine. Mm-hmm. Elaine Page gives him a score of nine. Mm-hmm. And Samantha Barks gives him a perfect score yeah. of ten. So he gets a score of 28, which puts him in third. John Barrowman goes to commercials by doing a terrible Marlon Brando impression. But he does it like in a way he's like, I know it's terrible, but I'll see you soon. Like, he just, <laughs> see you later. It's just like, cool. And then you are left wondering, huh, what musical is Marlon Brando in? I could not figure it out. Yeah, I didn't know who was in a musical. All. We get uh, our next contestant, mm-hmm. Louisa Bradshaw White, who yep. is an actor on EastEnders. Yes, a lot of EastEnders actors yeah. tend to have gone to dra- some kind of theatre or drama school before they ended up in EastEnders. Yes, one of the um, students at the school, like historically, um, not someone I've ever taught, he left the school and went on to make it. He was um, in EastEnders. Cool. He was also on Dancing on Ice. Cool. And he has been in Joseph. Awesome. And... Um, he came to watch School of Rock. That's really cool. When I directed it and it was very like... <laughs> Star. Yeah. That seems to be a, quite a typical trajectory for EastEnders actors. Yeah. He is wasn't... that they start out in drama school, then go to mm. EastEnders and then are in some kind of musical. Yeah. He wasn't in EastEnders for long, mm. as I remember it. But, you know, and you know what as well? Really nice guy when I met him backstage. Oh, like, cute. really, really awesome, down-to-earth, genuine guy. Nice. She's nice. So, she has a bit of an advantage because she says in her VT that her wife is in musicals. Awesome. So, she's got... She's got an advantage here as well. You know, yeah. you know that she's being trained at home. So on that note, they also gave her the hardest song. On that note, they also gave her the song that annoyed me the most at being included. Yeah. So all of the other songs that are in this show are from stage musicals. Yes. Or movie musical adaptation yes. of a stage musical. Obviously Beauty and the Beast is a Disney movie that got made into a stage musical. And Moulin Rouge is more famous as a film but has since been translated to the stage. Yeah. And then we have Greatest Showman. Which I pointed this out to you and you you were thinking like actually this must be true. This is probably the first time we've ever seen a musical theatre staged version of The Greatest yeah, Showman. Yeah, so I, you said that to me and I actually looked it up because I was interested to know. Um, Keela Settle did perform this. Yeah. I believe she was on tour with Robbie Williams. That and doesn't... she performed this with a full ensemble cool. in costume. Okay. And did it as a show. However, no set, no staging. Yeah. We're just here to sing and have a dance. Yeah, so it's a concert, whereas yeah. this is much more like a musical theatre performance. This is what a staged version of this Yeah, this is a glimpse like. as to the inevitable Greatest Showman show. Because I know that it's in the works. I've seen it somewhere that it's in the works. Undoubtedly. I get why they're using This Is Me, but I do feel like this should have just been stage shows only. Mm-hmm. The way she performs was fantastic, but why not give... I guess rights, but why not give her Wicked? Yeah. She could have done Defying Gravity brilliantly based on This Is Me. I think they're very similar songs with a similar trajectory. Mm. They're two different voice types is the issue. Fair, but I, I would like to know the process of picking 
the songs. But so would I. I'd like to know whether they got it. They if they were given a list and asked to choose from yeah. that list, or if they were given some training first and then got it picked for them. Yes. Because unfortunately, and this is the other thing with this song, we've only heard two people sing this song in real life. Yeah. We've got Keila Settle, the most talented woman on the face of yes. the planet. And whoever did the cover for it on the... Greatest Show remastered. remastered yeah. yeah. Who I don't know because we don't actually listen to that one. No. When Keela Settle performed it, did she come out with a fake beard? Yes, she did. And she was amazing. Yeah. Now... And yeah, so Keela Settle, ridiculously talented, has just the biggest range of anyone I've ever heard sing and is phenomenal at both performing and singing. And... When you're comparing it to that, because yeah. that's the only comparison we have, that's just not going to make yeah. you look good. Yeah, and I think it was the same for me with Be Our Guest. Yeah. I think people who were performing a song I'd never heard of stood more of a chance because absolutely they could make it their own at least. This one you are comparing. I don't. I do think that because they've dressed her and they've given her the fake beard. Oh man! It didn't the fake beard didn't look good? I don't know why they did this to her. The rest of the costumes look great. Mm-hmm. I think the rest of the costumes were fantastic. But the beard was just... It looked off. It didn't work. Yeah. So it's immediately a big distraction. She was really going for it. When she sang the line, Because we are glorious. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I can't sing it, but her note just felt kind of flat. But again, like you've just said, our reference point is Keela Settle. Yeah. I don't listen to the other version of The Great Show. I don't think I ever have. I've only ever heard her version of it. Yeah. So that's my reference point. And it just fell kind of flat. I also felt that this one had the most ensemble of anyone so far. Yeah, this is in, even in the film, this is an ensemble number. So We've it, only got a, a, like a verse and a half. It felt very difficult to judge her merits on this one. Because she could have quite easily hidden behind other people. She could have. She could have dropped her voice and blended. Yeah. And she didn't. Which is credit to her. Like no, credit to she her. She did a really good job of standing out amongst a phenomenally talented ensemble cast. Yeah. What score did you give her? A five. I gave her a six. Doesn't help. I don't like the song. I didn't like her costume. It's not even, it's not even the best Greatest Showman song. Like, I know everyone is like, this is the Greatest Showman song. I'm like, well... I'd have rather had Million Dreams, you know, or... That would have been nice. Yeah. Or Tightrope, which I don't like Tightrope. I really like... Tightrope is my favourite song from Great Showman. Mm. It is the most musical theatre song in there. Yeah, it is. And I, I just, appreciate it. It's not my favourite one. like, very skippable for me. But, you know, it's a weird choice. And I think it was a disservice for her. But I'll say this. All the celebrities when they speak to John Barrowman are talking about how much they love this. They all come across really vulnerable, that they've just bared their souls and done something very, very big for them. Mm-hmm. And they're just having a time of their life. So, Trevor Dion Nichols gives her 8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Elaine Page gives her 9 out of 10. And Samantha Barks gives her 8 out of 10. Very, very high score. Again, she has 25. Nobody in the show dips below five. Yeah, they are. I don't think anybody gets a five. The scores are remarkably kind of. I wish they'd given it out of five stars. I feel like that would be a better barometer. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I think this because it's a one-off, they're not putting too much stock in it. They're here to be nice, mm. as opposed to maybe as critical. <laughs> Are we not? No. <laughs> We're not as nice as Elaine Page is being. No. So we meet our final contestant is Robert Peston, and he is a political correspondent for ITV. Yeah, he's a newscaster. Yeah. Whatever. He shows an image of his, like, an old black and white photo of his youth, and he looks just like his dad. Mm-hmm. So they show a picture. I just thought it's an interesting. I f- thought he was like Louis Theroux light. He, this is if Louis Theroux was performing. He just has that vibe about him. This is my least favorite performance. Oh yeah, same. And I shall tell you for why. Poor song choice. Luck be a lady tonight. Forever tainted by the Simpsons. Yeah, well that doesn't help. Poor song choice. Bad costume. Yep, oversized suit. Really just a whole weird thing altogether. Yeah. Of all of the songs that they could have chosen from Guys and Dolls, why did they pick the dance number yeah. for him to do? Because this song has a huge dance break in the middle of it. And they cut it, yeah. obviously, for this version. All of the songs were cut down. It does make you wonder, was it a licensing thing or was it just what the celebrities wanted to do? I really yeah. would like to know. If you really wanted to do something from Guys and Dolls, the clear and obvious choice is sit down, you're rocking the boat. Yeah. yeah just sit down, like sit as down, a man. Sit down, you're rocking the boat. Yeah. And that works really nicely with your ensemble. Yeah. It's funny. You mm-hmm. get to overact a lot. And I know that the character that sings it is generally played by a larger man. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. What I will say is he is really going for it. This is definitely not the right number for him and his ability. But he's trying. I can't fault his enthusiasm. Yeah. I think he also can't really reach some of the notes. No. I also think he looks like Jack Whitehall's dad. Like, yeah. imagine him doing this show, which would be amazing. Yeah. If there's a all-star musicals in 2022, let's get Michael Whitehall on here, please, yeah. and thank That'd you. That would be so funny. This is way out of his comfort zone, though. You know, this is not This is the complete opposite of what he does, you know, from political correspondent interviewing politicians to... And, and I think, yes, I gave this performance 5 out of 10, mm. but I think he re- went for it. He, yeah. he wasn't afraid to look silly and he really did try and that was awesome he goes on to say this is the scariest thing he's ever done and he does look so relieved like out of everyone mm-hmm. he looks the most relieved when this is over he's just got off the ghost train he's regretting every second of it he doesn't feel alive yeah. and stronger for going through it he's more just like <sighs> and we're done thank you <laughs> yeah. talking about the judges feedback to him and John Barrowman says he did pretty darn good for not coming from this world. Spot on, he True. did. And this is also interesting, the only moment where we do get any kind of criticism from the judges. Right. It feels like an odd one again to end on because like you've started so well and you've ended so kind of... He should have gone in the middle somewhere. They should have put the greatest showman first and he should have gone yeah. second. Possibly. And then everybody else could have gone in whatever order afterwards yes. and it would have been fine. He does get our lowest score. He gets a seven from Trevor. He gets a seven from Elaine and he gets an eight from Samantha Barks. So for 22. And the audience now vote. Yeah. I personally am of the opinion that the best performer mm-hmm. was Barney Walsh. Yeah. I think Barney Walsh should win. I totally agree with you. So they take a moment, they let the audience vote. And whilst that happens, we bring out Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. Who talks yeah, we do. For 30 seconds about 
how he's going to make theatres safe. Mm-hmm. I'm disappointed he didn't come out to the Phantom theme. <laughs> like, seriously, why not just have him come out to dun 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 dun? You just would when you, if you dun, were dun. in charge of that, you just put it on. And he introduces Cinderella. Mm-hmm. And, and says that he's not going to tell us anything about it, which I thought was the funniest thing yeah. he could have said. Because John Barrowman is here to essentially take up time yes. while the voting is happening. Yes. And is doing a wonderful job. And so he asked Andrew Lloyd Webber, well, this is a reimagined Cinderella. What could you tell us about it? And he said, well, I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm just going to great. this young lady <laughs> speak for itself. And he introduces a performer that he has wanted to work with ever since he saw her in Heathers last year. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty certain she wasn't in Heathers in 2020. Sure. <laughs> But God, how long ago was Heather's in the West End? Yeah. He brings out Carrie Hope Fletcher, who we know is the star of Cinderella. Mm-hmm. And she sings a brand new song that we haven't heard yet from Cinderella. Oh, no, we have heard this one. Oh, have one. we heard this one? Yeah. So they said at the beginning of the show it was going to be a brand new song I've from Cinderella. I've not heard this one. I've only heard Bad Cinderella. Oh, so no, they've got three songs yes. now. So there's this one. Bad Cinderella and the one that the boy sings. Yes. And obviously I don't know enough about this to, to name the songs. But yeah, this wasn't a new song. I think it's one of the best vocal performances I've ever heard Carrie Hope Fletcher deliver. I would agree with that. I don't think she's straining her voice here, which is excellent. Because there are some occasions where it sounds like she's hurting her voice. Yeah, I believe she's had a lot of vocal training yeah. during... Um, lockdown with Andrew Lloyd Webber's personal vocal yeah. trainer. I just, it felt like this was a very comfortable performance that I haven't always seen from her. Yeah, it didn't sound like it was too far out of her range. Yeah, and it, and it, it, I, I don't like it when you hear people sing and it sounds like they're going to do damage, mm-hmm. especially when they've got a whole career ahead of themselves. You know, mm-hmm. she has a lot of talent. I, I It's nice to hear that she's working within her range yeah my concern is the songs we've heard from cinderella are very similar mm-hmm. and because the she's three ballads she's the only one on stage we know she is in a bubble for cinderella we know there's a, a, a an audition bubble you know a, a rehearsal, rehearsal bubble. bubble yeah could they not have brought more of these performers out and i know that andrew lloyd webber went because do you remember we saw um nights at the musicals i think it was after we recorded cats your birthday because I yeah, missed the and first the boy, bit. The, the young guy who was playing one of the princes yes. was there performing. I missed the opening. That's why we didn't do it as a bonus episode because I was still editing Cats. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we'd have we'd have done a similar thing for that. Andrew Lloyd Webber went on record as saying that he's fascinated by Six and is very interested in that style. I'm worried that this that might be a, this might be a Six concert style. However, I have seen pictures of a set and a set and a very fairy tale looking. But then they have carriage. costumes. They have very elaborate costumes in six. Yeah, but they don't change costumes. I know they don't, but I. Whereas, I... so this is another thing with this Cinderella. I've seen three pictures of costumes for Cinderella. One is a sort of grungy teen look. Yep. One is a black take on a modern-esque ball gown. And the other one is a Marie Antoinette costume. Yes. And I'm so confused. Yes. I don't know what this show is about. But is that not the best thing this show could do in trying to market itself? Because it's almost like... 
But they can't, it's I not ha- for marketing. But I know it isn't, but in, in the best marketing that can happen because now you want to see it to piece together what's going on. Yeah. Like, it, I remember the first Lost adverts and it's just them dancing on the beach, like waltzing. And I'm thinking, what is this show? I'm so confused, but I have to watch it. But then there's also things where... And I, I, I'm intrigued to see this musical. I don't want it to sound like I'm being too harsh on it. Yeah. But then I've also seen things that are supposed to be like verbatim quotes yeah. from the script where they're making references to Brad and Angelina. And wow. yeah. And I, I don't know when this is set. Right. This is the thing. Is I don't feel we need another Cinderella. No, we've got a thousand. However. And I would personally rather watch the... Uh, Hillary Duff version. However, I'm I'm at a point where I'm so intrigued by this, <laughs> I can't wait to see it. I, oh, yeah. I really want. We're gonna to go and see it. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. Like it's certainly getting the hype for me. So Carrie Hope so Fletcher bizarre. with a fantastic performance. Um, I'm intrigued to see more from Bad Cinderella. I want to go to the press night yes. of Cinderella. <laughs> Anyone who can make that happen. Hello ITV. Hello Andrew Lloyd Webber. Hello, Carrie Hope Fletcher. Yeah. Or whoever the lovely person is who runs the at ALW Cinderella Twitter account because you like us. So How do we get on press night? Yeah. We will review you. So we learn who the champion is. I, are we both in agreement that for us, the champion of this gorgeous trophy mm-hmm. is Barney Walsh. I agree. But Barney Walsh doesn't win. No. Judge Rinder wins. Judge Winder. Which I don't necessarily disagree with. No. He did a good job and he definitely came the furthest. Yes. But... And he breaks down. He immediately looks like, I don't belong here. And it's so cute. And I, I felt so bad for I'm him. I'm happy he won, you know, because it meant the world to him. But... Nobody else seemed that fussed. No, exactly. Nobody else seemed that fussed. And he gets a really nice line in when he says his thank yous for just open the theatres. And it was great because, yes, we want the theatres open. Yes. And it looks like this is definitely a fan of this world coming in and and living out his dreams. Mm-hmm. I think technically Barney Walsh was the best. But if he can't win, I guess I'm happy Judge Rinder won. Yeah. They, I mean, everyone... There's there's an argument that Dr. Singh did a great job. Yeah. And he wasn't the best vocalist, but he's not a vocalist, so we've got to look at them with different barometers. Mm-hmm. So, I really liked this. Before we kind of wrap up this episode, I think we want to talk about what we would do if we were on this show. Mm-hmm. I also kind of had an idea how this show could work. So ITV, if you're listening... I have ideas for you because I think this as a, a premise has the potential to be a eight weeks worth of TV. Absolutely. And I think people would watch it. So um, I have plotted six weeks because, you know, you may not want to go full gun ho with the eight weeks. And I've actually thought about how this could work as a long form series. So, hey, if you would like me as a consultant. Drop us a DM, you know, get in Please. contact. So my my vision is this. We have eight celebrities. I'm not going to pitch you celebrities, but, you know, we, we can find some celebrities. We have some celebrities, yeah. And you get one eliminated each week. Mm-hmm. Now, this could be a strictly thing where people ring up, or this could be like the Masked Singer where you have a, a, panel. a panel and an audience who can vote. Now, one singer goes off each week. You have um, 
five themed weeks and then a finals week. So you might have movie musicals as week one. Mm -hmm. So we can get our greatest showmans in. Yeah. We can get anything that comes from a movie. Yeah, or at least started as a movie, which yes. covers a lot of the Disney shows as well. Yes, but not the Disney shows because there's a Disney you week. You have a Disney week, okay. Um, the next week is a Broadway slash West End week where it's strictly shows from Broadway from the West End. Shows that are currently on? No, shows that exist in that format. So this is oh, right, our okay. waitresses, our Book of Mormons. Hamilton. You know, like, Hamilton. Yeah. Shows that don't have a film version. Mm. This is us exposing those. Our wickeds, you know? Yeah. By which you mean you're not talking about pro shots. You mean like a movie adaptation. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Week three is jukebox musicals. Sure. So this is where we get our rock of ages. Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia's. Yeah. Yeah. This is where we get those shows. Week four, Andrew Lloyd Webber week. Mm -hmm. That's how we get our phantoms. That's how we get our cats. Sure. Week five, I said was Disney week. Mm -hmm. At this point, we've not got many people left anyway. It's... You're going to make people sing Sondheim. No. Well, week six is the final. We'd have three contestants left. Mm -hmm. Now, my pitch for it was they could do two songs, but one of the songs is a duet with somebody who went off over oh, previous cool. week. So We've been watching a lot of Project Runway, yeah, and so it's our favourite thing where they bring back people to help them. Yeah, so at this point, five people have been eliminated. You're only going to bring three three of them the back to do recent, a duet yeah. yeah and they get to do a duet with someone else now there's no theme it's just the final so you could get a sun time you could get anything mm -hmm. but you have to have of your two songs one is a duet with That's someone else really cool because then you can also have i mean oh, i know, would watch that yeah how cool yeah. would that be yeah or even better your final three get to perform a song with one of your judges that would also be so they get cool. to duet with Trevor Dion Nichols, they get to duet with Elaine, Elaine Page. Page, they get to duet with Samantha Box. They literally die. Yeah, either way, you could do, you could work it either way. You've got three people left. Imagine how cool it would be to get up and sing a duet version of Memory. Yeah. You know? Okay, so what would your, that's six. And then yeah, so I needed, I needed six weeks. So five, five themed weeks, um, and then the sixth week being a finale. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, you can change it each time. You could, uh, it was Andrew Lloyd Webber or Sondheim. If that was an earlier week, Sondheim I, would be way harder. I was thinking in terms of, right, what do you want to go in with? So week one has to be moving musicals because it has the broader appeal. Mm -hmm. You hook people with week one, and then you do the West End stuff. Okay, so week one, what's your song? Assuming that they let you choose. Okay, so I didn't choose a song for each one. I just chose songs I would like to do if I had the opportunity. I, oh, I want you to tell me. Okay, so movie musicals, then I would probably say... I'm literally thinking right now, very quickly, from now on. Okay. Or some... I would probably... And I know criticise... I'd do something from The Greatest Showman, I think. Mm -hmm. um, I think I could, I could handle those ones. Yeah. What would you do for your movie musical? Um, probably Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. Okay, cool. But Marilyn Monroe. Okay. And I would go full Marilyn Monroe for that. That's fair. What is your Broadway or West End song then? Something from Waitress, I'm sure. I, you know, that's <laughs> what I, I, I put either Stick It to the Man or Never Getting Rid of Me. 
I'm saving my Andrew Lloyd Webber one for Andrew Lloyd Webber well, week. I have another Andrew Lloyd Webber <laughs> one, luckily. I what think... else would I do for Broadway or the West End? Oh, no, I'd do something for Finding Neverland. Cool, good idea. And I would make Perfect everyone idea. cry. Perfect idea. <laughs> because it's not lesser known. People, It's a well-known yeah. musical. But I feel like it would just fit nicely into that niche. Or... If I was, it would depend. Am I trying to be funny? Yeah. Because if I was, I would pick something from like Charlie Brown or Twenty uh, Fifth Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. Like yeah. I would try and be funny. Now this is it. We're also imagining that you have the access to the costumes for this. So 100%. like, I would, you know, you know, that's important for later ones I'm going to reference. But I do think I could do. I think I'd have more of an opportunity if I did stick it to the man at this point of getting mm-hmm. through week two. And I'd say waitress maybe for the final. Do we get to have an ensemble if we choose an ensemble song? You'd have a backup, presumably. But dancers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Your jukebox musical song, I'm going with SOS from Mamma Mia. Are you? Yeah. That's funny. I'd go with SOS. I don't know. I don't know how. I think I would. Obviously, the difficulty is. Oh, no, I do. Carol King. Yeah. I'd do something from. That's a good chat. Carol King musical. I think the difficulty with SOS is. It does become a duet, but you could just... Presumably you're doing cut-down versions of these songs anyway. Yeah. So you could do SOS. Mm-hmm. What's your Andrew Lloyd Webber? I would do Where Did, Where Did the Rock Go? Nice. Yeah. So I, I'm saving that specifically. I have two that I think either one of these I would have a great time with. And I'd also like to remind the viewers, I said, full, full costume, costume. Because I'm proposing that I would either do The Rum Tum Tugger, mm-hmm. Meow, Excellent. or Skimble Shanks. Both, both cats. The Andrew Lloyd Webber, I would do a cat. So, I'm adding one to mine. Yeah. You'd be great doing cats. I would pay good money to see that. So I would either do Where Did the Rock Go, yeah. or I would have one of the narrator songs from Joseph. Yeah. But I think specifically I would want to do um, Strange as it seems, there's been a run of crazy yeah. dreams. Like, oh. that song... I love that. That gets stuck in my head all the time. I think this is it. You've also got to think about where we're at. How do you want to make sure you get a ticket into the next week? Yeah, so this is the week where you have to sort of go for it. Yes. And I think, yeah, you're you're halfway there. Like, you have to make yourself stand out. That's why I'm saying Greatest Showman. And then something that people would be like, that is cool. And I think I'd have that with Stick It to the Man. Jukebox, SOS, I think is a safe... Might put me in the bottom, but... I think I, that's a safe spot, yeah. yeah. I think you are going to remember me doing cats. <laughs> 100%. So, presumably, we're now in the final four. We both get to the Disney week. Mm. Right, here's my question for you, though. Am I allowed to do a song that is only in the stage version yeah, of a Disney it's Disney. Musical? It can be Disney Broadway or it can okay. be Disney. Cool. I, I would be doing Be Prepared or Gaston. Mm-hmm. I think Be Prepared would be great. yeah. Especially because it's a more villainous turn that mm. I don't usually do. I also think Gaston would be great because I would be LeFou fangirling over a Gaston. That's funny. I'd like to see that with a, an ensemble. Yeah. Yeah. I would do Someday from Hunchback. Yeah. Or 
Wildest Dreams from The Little Mermaid because that song yeah. is, again, funny. And clearly that's all I care about. Yes, I mean... This is the thing. My typecast is the funny best friend. Poor Unfortunate Souls would also be a fun number to do. You would be amazing. Especially if you got like a full Ursula treatment. So we're now through to the final. Mm-hmm. So that's a bit more difficult. There is no theme. I'd imagine it's maybe you go back and you do one of the songs you already did very well. Yeah. And then you do a duet with someone, uh, you know... I could do Bad Idea, but I probably wouldn't be allowed to do that on ITV. <laughs> probably not. Um, so we won't necessarily speculate on final songs, I guess, because it's more difficult to come up with those duets. I was going to look and see what oh, was really? on my like shower playlist, because it would be one of my shower songs. That is kind of unfair, but I will allow it. I'm surprised you're not saying Breaking Free as your Disney song, to be honest. I was thinking more about the stage musicals, and I think the two that I picked would be... Like, good ones to do. Yeah, and there's loads I wish I could do. You know, I could I could arguably go back and do another School of Rock song, potentially. Right, you're not going to know this song. Yeah. But I would want to do Gorgeous from Passionella. That's good. That yeah. song's hilarious. Again, I just want to be funny. <laughs> I would I love to do Baptize Me from Book of Mormon as my duet song, but that's probably not allowed. That would be awesome. That would be a lot of fun to do. Or, I, I know it's really basic, but there are worse things I could do. Yeah. I feel like everybody else would go try and go really hard for the finale, and yeah. I would make mine really like quiet and emotional. And they'd be like, wow, she really gets this. Well, <laughs> ultimately, right. I'd never make it to the finale. I'll tell you what I do is my finale song. Yeah. I'm I'm calling an audible. I would do We're Taking Over the Hall. Oh, you would too, and you'd be amazing. I would so do, because that is your, your kind of duet ensemble mm-hmm. one. If you don't know by now, we are a little bit obsessed with the Wind in the Willows musical. Yeah. And we made the mistake of watching it when we could because it was online we watched it for my 30th birthday yeah before we started the podcast if it ever comes back on again like a hundred percent we will cover it i think yeah but it's just going to be us waxing lyrical yeah. about how great the show is if you ever get the chance to see wind in the willows the west end cast were amazing yeah it's so good the thing is there's so many different ones i could do like you there are so many Beetlejuice songs I could do. There mm-hmm. are uh, Hamilton songs I could do. I could do Rent, you know, that would be fantastic. But that's just a few of the songs we would do. I would I would keep the judges. I'd keep John Barrowman as a host. Potentially I'd make him a fourth judge. Yeah, same. Um, I would I would keep the judges. I think they were great. I love their personalities. Overall, I, I did give this a four stars out of five show. I enjoyed mm. watching. I know it's not traditional what we do and the star rating isn't the same as it usually would be. I enjoyed watching it and it made me miss theatre. Yeah, me too. And as they said on the show, open the theatres. Yeah. Because when it's safe to do so, we'll be there, front yeah. and centre. Yeah. Because you know, Danny doesn't sit in the gods. <laughs> we 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 went and we saw last five years and I felt safe. And I think obviously a big way of doing it is smaller audiences. And maybe that just doesn't work with the upkeep of costs. But they were the first ones home. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be the last ones back at work. So make sure you support theatre. Yeah. Thank you for listening. It's a weird episode because you have no idea potentially what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. If you are in the UK listening along to us, go to the ITV Hub, watch it. Without advert breaks, it'll probably just be an hour. 
Yeah. We had a great time. And if you like our idea for the show, tweet ITV and say, hey, listen to It's a Musical podcast and, you know, <laughs> consult with Danny, and, you know, have him Run you know, show, produce please. this show because I've got some ideas and I, I, I think it would work. I think there's a gap. You know, we have a lot of these singing shows anyway, but, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you could have actors. Yeah. And there's a lot of these singing shows where people... The judges specifically make a lot of comments about people having a musical theatre voice. Yeah. So where's my musical yeah. theatre show? Let's have an alternative. Let's not criticise people for musical theatre voices. Let's encourage musical mm-hmm. theatre voices. So if you've enjoyed listening to us discuss this, <laughs> tweet ITV and say, hey, listen to this show and get in touch. And and hopefully <laughs> something big will happen who knows i would like that very much and i'm sure for uh listeners outside of the uk there will be clips of this somewhere on youtube if you are really interested it's all star musicals 2021 itv give it a uh, whack into youtube and see what you can find or in fact a crash bang wallop into youtube yes <laughs> was that a flashbang wallop i thought it's, it changes still. It changes. So thank you for listening to this very, very special bonus episode. Mm-hmm. We will be back on Monday with Funny Girl. Yeah. You can listen to us as always on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on Stitcher Radio, on the Amazon Music Podcast app, and our OG host Podbean. If you've enjoyed this, subscribe, share it with a friend. And why not leave us a five-star review? And we will be coming at you Monday. Same bat place, same bat channel. I can't say the thing. It's not Monday. (laughs) Have a wonderful West End Wednesday.